Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome back to another FizzCast. Ladies and gentlemen, we pulled a fast one on you last week. This is actually not the last FizzCast we'll be doing. We got an NC State preview today ahead of the ACC tournament. Alongside Ian Unsworth, I'm John Eads, and we have a new member today. Cam, he's there. First time on the FizzCast Airwaves. Cam, how you doing? Say what up. I'm doing great. It's nice to finally be on. It's nice to do it with you guys as well. Cam's going to be joining us for FizzCast now and probably in the future, unless we have uh, more people joining, and we'll probably pass this thing on to Cam. But without further ado, let's get into this ACC tournament, the Orange taking on NC State. For the third time this season, the ninth seed NC State Wolfpack, 12 p.m. tip on Wednesday in the afternoon on ACC Network. So if you got a lunch break at work or something, maybe tune into this or uh, tune into the radio stations. You know, you'll find a way to get it done. But Syracuse enters this game really needing to win uh, NCAA tournament hopes kind of on the on the fringe here. They definitely got to win this first game against NC State and then perhaps beat UVA. But before we even talk Cavaliers, let's talk about NC State. Yeah, NC State, five games in a row in the ACC. Two times against Pitt. I mean, Pitt's really fallen off, John. We've talked about this a bajillion times now. They beat Virginia away. That That's really hard to do, going to Charlottesville. And they outscored Virginia the first 10 minutes of the game. It was 19-6 to NC State. You don't see that every day. They also beat Wake Forest and Notre Dame. Wake Forest has been, honestly, a dumpster fire this year. Notre Dame hasn't been that bad. They, they've put up some really hot shooting performances. NC State kept the scoring down, though, and it seems like a lot of their games, they've controlled the tempo. Against Syracuse that first game, it was a lot of up and down the court, a lot of fast-paced play. Then Kadaria Richmond got in and sort of changed the dynamic of the game. But the way NC State's been operating without Devin Daniels has been interesting, but it's been working. And it seemed like the last time we were talking about NC State and Syracuse swept the regular season uh, this year. We're going to talk about both the games, but it seemed like NC State was kind of just dead in the water. I mean, they were barely on the fringe of a quad one team. And now we're talking about them as, I don't know, maybe a tournament team. They slid up and got to that ninth seed here in the ACC tournament. And Cam, I know you were ta- you were telling us uh, earlier, you don't feel too confident this time around. Yeah, I mean, obviously Syracuse beat NC State twice in the regular season. So you have to have a little bit of confidence coming into this one because at this point, all we know is Syracuse beating NC State. So we don't know, uh, we don't know the other way around. But it just seems like this NC State team uh, is really adapting well to not having the guys that they're used to having. I mean, we, we've talked about DJ Funderburg didn't play uh, in that one game. Then Devin Daniels goes down. And it just seems like this team is, is finding their stride. And the issue with Syracuse all season has been the inconsistencies. But it seems like they've really picked it up in these last two games. For NC State, they've picked it up in these last five games. It's going to be a really interesting one because this game will either come down to which team has the most momentum or which team is able to adapt to this pressure of you got to win a couple games in the ACC tournament to make it into the big dance. Syracuse has that momentum, I would say, right now. I mean, two wins over teams they lost to earlier in the year. There's no, there's no revenge aspect here. John, you said earlier that Bayheim's what, 13-1 and one now in revenge games? Right. A pretty nice stat. Obviously, no revenge aspect here, but – Certainly a lot of momentum and a lot more to play for. So I think that should push the Orange going forward. 
it's really going to come down to shooting, in my opinion. North Carolina State has really upped their shooting numbers lately. They're third in the ACC from the floor at 47%, and they're fourth behind the arc at 36%. So those numbers have gotten a lot better. They've been shooting the ball well as a team. And, I mean, they destroyed the zone the first time. Flat out, they did without DJ Funderburk down low. Funderburk came in the second game, made a bit more of an impact. But it'll be interesting to see how Kevin Keats games for game plans for the zone a third time around. I wonder what sort of wrinkles NC State's going to throw in. And it seems like this, uh, unlike their in-state foes, North Carolina, the, the Pack are basically the polar opposite of the Tar Heels. They're, they're terrible at rebounding. They're 12th in the ACC in offensive rebounding, 10th in defensive rebounding. I think they're last in the ACC in defensive rebounds per game. What they do well, though, is they do shoot the, well, shoot the ball well. They've been shooting the ball very well recently. And against Syracuse, we didn't see that very much. I mean, Braxton Beverly's kind of their shooter. They have Thomas Allen as well who could shoot the ball pretty well. But in the first two matchups, we didn't really see NC State shine like that. I mean, John, Beverly played well in the first game. He really struggled in that second one. I think a guy to key in on and hone in on is Jericho Hellams in the two games against Syracuse this season. He's averaging 18 points or a near 18 points per game. This is the guy that's going to step up, of course, in the absence of, of Devin Daniels. And, of course, DJ Funderburk, you can always rely on him. And then another guy to point out is Cam Hayes. He's had six double-figure point uh, uh, scoring efforts this season four of them in the last five games. So, yeah, they have a lot of offensive weapons. It really comes down to can Syracuse pressure this awful NC State defense and hopefully, like they haven't done all this season, somehow thwart a really good shooting team to, you know, from having a successful performance. Because the issue with Syracuse is they, for some reason, just can't stop a team that's really good at shooting the three and getting down low. So we'll see in that in that department. but. This NC State team has so many individual weapons. The issue is the game planning and how Kevin Keats approaches all of this. Because Cam Hayes, we barely saw him do anything. He didn't do jack against Syracuse, putting it flat out there. Cam Hayes it was not a factor against Syracuse. And now that he's come on in this bigger role, also, he's a Greensboro native. I mean, maybe that plays a factor. Maybe it doesn't. But he's probably going to feel comfortable in the Greensboro Coliseum because there's a solid chance he's played there before. So whatever that means, it, it, you know, it is what it is. But Cam Hayes is, going to, is another wrinkle that Jim Beheim and company have to look out for. And then other than that, besides Daniels, who we mentioned earlier, NC State's going to be at full strength. I expect a better game from Helms than game two, when he only had 11 points on three and nine shooting. And I expect Funderburg to be a major factor. I don't know if he'll still come off the bench, but I expect to see a lot of DJ Funderburk in the painted area. And you got to mention Manny Bates as well. NC State is third in the ACC in block shots, but really it's, it's because it's Manny, of Manny Bates, Bates who's third in the ACC. He, in he's first shots. team. He's first right. team all uh, all ACC on the defensive side. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kadari Richmond, huge snub there, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Bates uh, Bates has averaged twelve and a half and ten and a half points and rebounds against Syracuse in the two matchups. He's not really known as a offensive threat but he, he certainly no looks like it game. he has yeah. no offensive game it's but just catch it at the rim Syracuse made it look like he did I mean you can't deny that but he, again he averages uh, three blocks per game he found ways to be effective inside and I mean he's taller than uh, both Dolajai and Garrier so it's not hard to quantify how that is possible but he's a guy you got to look out for on both sides of the floor against the orange and Cam who else do you think uh, NC State has Syracuse should be aware of 
I think it's really just Manny Bates. I'm, I'm glad you pointed his name out because I, I put him to the side, uh, hope, hoping that we'd come back to him. Because, of course, <laughs> I mentioned it first team, all defense in the ACC. You mentioned the three blocks per game. But he's probably one of the biggest thorns in the side of Syracuse, not just because he's really good in that almost restricted area where Syracuse struggles mightily, but also because who does Syracuse have to match up against him? Marek Dolajai in his last three games has at least four fouls in all three and has, what, 10 points in three games? He's yeah. been awful. So then you add in Manny Bates, you add in how good he is on the defensive side and how pivotal he could be you know, grabbing offensive rebounds because Syracuse just doesn't know what an offensive rebound is or doesn't know how to get a defensive rebound. So I, Manny Bates is the, is the one guy down low that Syracuse needs to hone in on. If they don't, it's going to be a long day for the bigs. Cam, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it's Funderburk, but only because DJ Funderburk has an offensive skill set and Manny Bates really does not. However, I'm with you. The bigs are going to be an issue. I think it's going to be a Jesse game. It has to be a Jesse game. I'm thinking the same there, there's, no, there's no more. He's not ready. There's no more. There, he's too young. He's not developed enough. He needs to add. The, it's, the excuses are up. The time is up. He played well against North Carolina. He can freaking play well against North Carolina State. So you, you just said either way. You just said it's a Jesse game. It, it's going. Be. You need a big oh, performance from Jesse. You need Edwards. it. He can match I don't think up it's with be a, Manny Bates. You need at least I don't fifteen think minutes from Jesse a, Edwards. I think you need at least Jesse Edwards to find his legs. I don't. I think you. You yes, you need a Jesse game, but you always need a Jesse game with how bad the the backcourt is for Syracuse. I'd say they, they were fine. He played, what, three minutes against Clemson? He did get into early foul trouble. But he played, and he had to play against North Carolina because Syracuse had nobody else. So, again, like you were saying, if the Orange can't find any answers, now they've done – they did better in the second matchup, kind of neutralizing Bates. But if they can't find any answers on the stretch, this is – this could be the last game of the season. You might have to go with Edwards. There's no reason not to because if you don't, you could lose. And, obviously, I'm not going to guarantee you're going to win if you play him, but – all this talk about Manny Bates, we cannot forget about Thomas Allen, guys. He led NC State with 17 points in the second matchup, four of eight from three-point. Ian, Ian or Cam, uh, what did you see from him in that second matchup, and do you think that can continue into uh, this second-round matchup? Honestly, no, okay. because it's been a different guy that's caused Syracuse problems every single time. First game, it was Helms. Second game, it was Allen. I would expect Funderburg to be the guy the third time around, or Cam Hayes because he's been hot recently. It's, it's, it's not like with the zone, there's one guy that beats you every time. It's usually – it's a different guy because you adjust your game plan based on who the threats are. Unless it's North Carolina and four seven-foot-one dudes beat you every time. But that's bound to happen. So, I, I'm not, I don't think Thomas Allen's going to be much of a factor. I'm, I'm saying Funderburk or Hayes. Those are my okay. two key guys. All right. It's going to be shooters. It's going to be shooters. When, when any team is good at shooting the ball against Syracuse, they just – they have that ability. I, I think Thomas Allen's good, but Manny Bates is going to be the big guy down low. Cam, I think you touched on Braxton Beverly, kind of, sort of, uh, 43% shooter from the field, 41% from three. Now, I, we kind of forget about him because he did have a nice first half in the first matchup against Syracuse, but they absolutely shut him down in the second. And I, I really think they've keyed in on playing outside in in the zone to make sure that the shooters can't get open. But Beverly could be a threat. Like, when, when I say that, and we talk about Cam Hayes, Beverly could be kind of a decoy, if you will. He could attract a lot of attention and leave other guys open. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. 
he could be a decoy. I don't think he'll be a decoy. I think he'll actually be a big part of this game uh, because in these past couple games, we've seen, you know, no signs of Syracuse really stopping a good three-point shooter. You could say that uh, uh, in the last couple games, I mean, th- that Clemson game was was awful to watch and there was really no offense. But in that game, you could say, well, Syracuse really uh, stopped Clemson's ability to shoot the ball. Well, no, Clemson's also not the, you know, the best team in the ACC in regards to three-point shooting. Braxton Beverly is really good behind the arc, and I think that you're right. The guards that are playing at the bottom of the zone could, you know, how they play where they just shift up and that's how they stop shooters. I think that could happen, but we saw it in the first game. Braxton Beverly is really good at penetrating the zone without the basketball, so he's able to find the open space. And where Syracuse struggles, if a really good three-point shooter gets to the corner, and NC State or any team is able to swing it around the perimeter, that zone can't keep up. No one in that zone is is that athletic other than Kadari Richmond at the top. So right. I think Braxton Beverly is going to play a huge role. He could be a decoy. It's true. He could be a decoy. I don't think he will be, though. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's move on, though. Uh, so Syracuse is a 52, I guess, 53% point favorite to win, according to FPI. I would agree just because they won the first two matchups. If you're looking at this, you know, on paper, Syracuse should be the favorite. Guys, real quick here, uh, give me a prediction and then a one-liner. Syracuse wins if? Syracuse wins 72s to 71 because Buddy Bayheim has at least 25 points. Uh, Syracuse loses – Oh, 75. Wow. Syracuse to... loses. <laughs> I have Syracuse losing. Actually, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 78. I think NC State has to score more. Loses 78 to 75 because they're not able to uh to stabilize three-point shooters. Okay. I think Syracuse wins 78-72 because Kadari Richmond plays 30 minutes, he gets five steals and he scores at least 15 points. Okay, Let 15 that points. In. He was huge in the first two matchups. I think he's uh, going to come up big again with the dribble drive. How many, how many threes? How many threes? Oh, gosh. From over, over under one half. I'll go That's over. a good number. That's a good number. <laughs> Zachary Richmond can't throw it into the ocean, to quote one <laughs> uh, double overtime caller. from. Anyways, all right. Let's talk ACC tournament, guys. Not for a long time. I just uh, kind of wanted to give our, our listeners here – a sense of who you guys think could win this tournament. And um, I guess if you see any upsets happening on the bracket. Well, John, I said this a while back that Florida State was the best team in the ACC. But that absolutely massive comma here because Florida State has not been playing well as of late. And it seems like they have tons of talent. I, we've said it before. Like One of their guys that's coming off the bench is a top five pick. That's just how much talent Florida State has. They legitimately have two starting fives. But they don't, they don't play confident. They don't play confident. They struggle to score at times. They turn the ball over. And against Notre Dame, they lost, to, they lost by 10 to Notre Dame. They came out so flat last Saturday that, I don't know, I just don't think this team is ready for the tournament. And that is why I'm going deep into my bag. And I have North Carolina winning the 2021 ACC tournament because you can rely on offensive rebounding at any time, any place. So over UVA? Over UVA, yes, because UVA has one good big man and UNC has four. And I know the shooting, the shooting's been awful. They are terrible as a team from behind the arc. But all it takes is one good Caleb Love game, and he's going to get cooking in the tournament. That's how these sort of freshman sensation things work. 
Guys figure it out at the end of the year, although he really didn't, but he played well in that one game against Duke, and there were enough flashes there that I could see it. And it doesn't even matter if he plays well because they have four dudes that can go and get you a bucket from inside, and they all rebound extremely well. And possessions really, really count in tournament games. UNC is going to get you at least 15 extra possessions per game. All right. Cam, what do you think? I'm boring. Give me Virginia. I think their path. I think I think their path to the to the championship and then on their way to hoist that trophy is just it's too easy for Virginia standards. I, I just don't think there's that much competition that stands in the way. Um, I, I think that having North Carolina at the bottom of the bracket and in where Florida State and and Virginia Tech lie, I think that helps Virginia a lot because I think that Ian, I agree with you. I'd go with North Carolina. Um, if it wasn't that, then the only time that they can meet Virginia is in the championship. So I'm, give, I'm going Virginia because of Kihei Clark, Sam Hauser, guys like that, that, that are experienced, and their defense is just so good. I think, actually, that the offense of Virginia will step up a bit more. That doesn't mean they'll score 70 points, even though that's a low number for most teams. But I think that uh, the individual players on Virginia step up, and I think that North Carolina being on that bottom part of the bracket, Virginia being at the top, really helps them, which shows why that Florida State loss late in the season was awful for them. That's a really good point. I did not, I did not consider how easy Virginia's path was to the ACC championship. Syracuse, I mean, besides the fact that they lost to NC State at home, I mean, eh, maybe it's an aberration, maybe not. But Virginia thwapped Syracuse, and I don't think they should have any trouble. Flat, huh? Close. You get the picture. I'm sorry. You get the picture. Yeah. It was 81 to 58. You get the picture. Georgia Tech and Clemson are not exactly threats. And and yeah, you're probably you're probably easily cooking your way to the championship. That's a, that's a very good point, Ken. I think Georgia Tech could give them a fight, though. We talked about this too. I'm pretty boring too. I have Virginia and Florida State in the championship. However. I do have UNC making it to the semifinals and then losing to Florida State because while UNC did win the first matchup, Florida State was up 16 in Chapel. I know they still lost the game, but I think that's worth something. Um, if they can if they can do that again and avoid whatever play sparked that uh, comeback win by the Tar Heels, I think they'll find themselves in the championship. And then I do have UVA winning the tournament as well. I just think they have too much on both sides of the basketball. They played too well on both sides. Uh, and Tony Bennett's obviously been here before, so I think this team is way too good to lose. But uh, as far as Syracuse goes, Ian and I both had the Orange beating NC State. Cam has them losing. So, Ian, uh, I just want to turn it back over to us real quick. And I guess, Cam, you could chime, on, chime in on this too. Uh, what is Syracuse's uh, NCAA tournament's status looking like, win or loss with NC State? Well, I wrote, I wrote an article about this. You can go check it out on the site, orangefizz.net. It'll be, it's on Twitter, too, at Orange Fizz. Syracuse has to win against NC State. It's not, as we've heard many times now, it's not a must win. It's a can't lose. And there are a lot of other factors that have to play in. Drake could be on the way out, depending on how other teams play in the conference tournaments. The Mountain West is really huge. I know none of us here or probably in the central New York area care about Mountain West basketball. But if you're a, if you're a basketball fan. At least from Cali. Next. I mean, unless Cam, are you a San Diego State fan? I do like San Diego State. Yeah. San Diego. Okay. Well, I'm they're, a the, they're the number one seed, so they need to beat Boise State or Utah State or Colorado State, whoever the heck they run into out of those state schools. They need to win. You need to be the biggest Nevada fan 
because Nevada's <laughs> playing Boise State. You also need to be a Butler fan because Butler is playing Xavier. And Xavier, for some reason, is in the tournament ahead of Syracuse, even though their resumes are pretty similar and they both only have one quad, quad one win. I also think the ACC is a better conference than the Big East. Regardless of all that spiel, Syracuse needs to beat NC State, hopefully convincingly, and then keep it within, I would say, seven points against Virginia. And then that is a solid output in the ACC tournament. If they beat Virginia, they're in. Yeah. But that's a, that's a real long One shot. One game at a time here. Cam, what do you think? I mean, the metrics tell me that Syracuse needs to beat NC State and then needs a huge win over Virginia. Uh, just because of, again, Quadrant 1, all that kind of stuff, what, what, all that deal. Um, but I, I want to agree with and say that um, it's not just about Syracuse beating NC State and keeping it close against Virginia. It's all about the other teams and how they compare. You don't just have to be a big fan of the teams that Ian just named. You just got to be a big fan of every single team on that bubble finding a way to lose because there's no way Syracuse beats Virginia. I think that they have to beat NC State and Virginia because they, they can't put their hopes in other teams losing because you never know. I mean, at that point, I mean, last season, and you talk about the Mountain West, uh, San Diego State was a top three team and they lost in the championship. I think it was to Utah State at like the buzzer or close to the final seconds. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. And, and I'm not, I, I don't want to be the guy that banks on, um, on other teams losing. But if you're a Syracuse fan, you need to beat NC State. You need to beat Virginia. That's what you have to think about. You have to think about these next two games as can't lose games. But in the back of your mind, think that if Syracuse doesn't beat Virginia, which is, I don't even want to know the, the BPI percentages of everything on that, probably up in the 95% echelon. Um, but if that happens and Syracuse doesn't beat Virginia, then, I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta hope at this point. This has been the whole season. You just gotta hope. So I would go with that. Well, the orange end of the game, pretty hot, big wins over UNC and Clemson and are still knocking on the door. I think they were on the number two team out on the first four out on Lenardi's latest bracketology and Syracuse has opportunities still to, you know, work their way into the tournament, and it starts with NC State Wednesday, 12 p.m. tip on ACC Network. And if the Orange win that game, folks, we will be back on Wednesday nights with an emergency FizzCast to preview UVA. All right? If they lose, however, it's not the last FizzCast. I think we're going to come on one more time after that and wrap the season up, uh, maybe give you a March Madness preview. I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it all shakes out. But – for Ian Usworth, Cam Zayer, my name's been John Eads. Thanks so much for listening, and hopefully we're talking to you again on Wednesday night.